That ugly cat, is his name Hunter? Baby, let me ask you something. Is you down the road? Jones scores! Oh, here's Lennon, shot, scores! They're going to the goal. Lennon, they're in the middle of the shot, block and shot, scores! Matthew Kachuk, what a goal! Back to Matthews, in front! Oh, what a stop by Markstrom! How does that not go? And play continues. Monaghan back across, Bonciapani scores on the backhand! At the moment, here's Dubé, and Dubé cuts him from the backhand, score! Backland, shoots, score! Kept onside by Hannafin, who races into the play. He's in deep, up front, scores! Noah Hannafin! Oh my goodness! And somehow that stayed out too! They're on their feet in Calgary! Left corner for Aginla. Aginla to the left circle. Aginla shot. Joseph Faye rebounds. He scores! Yeah, baby! Yeah, baby! <laughs> <laughs> So Noah, you gonna watch the Olympics this year or what? Uh, I I might tune in a little bit. We'll see. We'll see. So, um, <laughs> so I decided to buy a Tyler Wotherspoon, uh, Team Canada jersey. You did not. And I and I hung it up right next to my Nikita Kucherov Flames jersey. god are you serious oh no can you imagine <laughs> could you imagine, you imagine? team canada jersey oh, oh my god. god like that that would be a first of all if we ever get him on here hell yeah second of all <laughs> second of all like oh my god like can you imagine owning that that would be deadly can you imagine owning a Kucherov Flames jersey? Because someone was at the Dome like last week wearing a Steven Stamkos Flames jersey. Yeah. I was like, huh? That, yeah, that blew my mind. I, I, I still. Man, so like the ex-Flames that are at the Olympic Games, right? You've you got... can almost roster out there. Oh, yeah. No, like it's our, <laughs> like it, it's feaster and tree like special editions like that's oh, what, yeah. the roster is a makeup of the two you've got corbin knight right beauty beauty ben street spencer foo roman shervenka michael froleek how is michael froleek not in the nhl you like seriously you have guys in the nhl like brett ritchie but froleek doesn't have a home what i i guess so uh you've got granlin tobias reader shorthanded goal god You've got, you've got, oh my God. So Joachim Nordstrom, you've got Nick Shore, absolute unreal. The last forward Brad Tree Living traded for at a trade deadline is at the Olympics. Is the Olympics now. And uh, here's a little little gem for you. 
Kenny Agostino. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little, that's a gem right there. You let's got, not, let's not forget the guy who was playing over Shillington all of last year. Nikita Nesterov is going to be at the Olympics. Like, I don't understand how this is a flex. People were like tweeting about this. Like, Oh my God, there's so many X flames at the Olympics. I'm like, <laughs> That just means they're not on NHL deals. That's not a flex. It's not a good like. <laughs> <laughs> like you've got oh, and uh, Brad's favorite, uh, Oscar Fantenberg. Yeah, beauty. Uh, Rafael Diaz. You remember that guy? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. What, when when you've been here? Like twenty. Was he here in twenty fifteen? Yeah. yeah. Was he that team? I thought he was. Yeah. Yeah. I was. Then you've got Reto Berra. That's yep. a name that you got to take oh, out of the archives. I loved Reto Berra. Oh, my God. <laughs> you got Roman Horivic. I don't even know if you remember him, but I do. And I then, don't. And then you've got, Dave. I think, David Wolf. Yeah, David Wolf. Like, you literally have an entire starting lineup of, for, of former Flames that are at the Olympics. It's nuts. Check out this tweet from Darren Haynes. He's like, it really makes you shake your head how in 13-14, Bob Hartley couldn't get a Flames club that included Canadian and Olympians, Tyler Wotherspoon, Ben Street, and Corbin Knight into the Stanley Cup playoffs. <laughs> Heck, they finished second last in the Western Conference. What a disaster. <laughs> oh, God. That's, Man. that's funny. Who do you think is going to win the Olympics? I mean, I hope it's Canada in hockey. Like, I don't care how lackluster of a team, like, is over there. Like, I'm still going to watch the games because I'm a hockey fan. Yeah. But, like, I mean, I'm wearing the hoodie showing support. Yeah. Even though the logo looks like a turkey's butthole, it's fine. <laughs> like, at least, at least we're showing national pride, you know? It's great. Exactly. I, I was um, talking I'm last night, and I don't. I I'm thinking Russia is going to win it. Russia has some of those guys over in the KHL that don't come over to North America ever. That are like actually filthy, <laughs> but they make way more money and prefer to live in Russia, so they just stay there. Man, this was a good back to back, though. It was. Yeah, those are two. Well, I wouldn't say great games. I mean, the first and second period of that Dallas game was. A little iffy but man did that third not give you 18 19 like fucking comeback vibes oh Dude. my god <laughs> it was literally the epitome of how 18 19 went during the regular season like every game the flames would trail after two and they'd come out and just dominate the third and win five four yeah like we'd always have like a pretty we, we used to have like a pretty like if not shitty like lackluster first 40 and then the third period comes in and it's like, did you guys get like, re- like what happened? Like what kind of like, like what- is there rushing gas in the locker room after the second or what's going on here? Like, like Dallas game, like in the third period at even strength shots, attempt shot attempts were 27 to six. Boring chances were 12 to zero. Oh my God. And high dangers were five to zero. If that's not the most 18, 19 thing you heard, I don't know what is. And how did you feel about the uh, Markstrom pull at the end of the second seeing Vladar in? I mean, I feel like that part of that had to do with us winning. I mean, you sent a message 
think you send you send a message to the room like okay wake the fuck up that's also the first mid-game goalie pull that's happened this season yeah so you know that used to be such a such a common thing in flames hockey just like it was like, it was uh, no i'd love to see that it definitely you know gives the gives the guys a kick in the ass and says okay like we we got to go out there and, and play for this guy now he's cold we got to go out there and well yeah look at the scoring chances he didn't even have to face one scoring chance who do you think analytically was our best player in Dallas? Oh my God. Did you hear that voice crack? Analytically? Yes. Ooh. Was it Blake Coleman? Lucic. Lucic? <laughs> Are you serious? He yeah. was actually skating well in Dallas. I was surprised. He was flying around the ice. Yeah, the guy had an 85, like, expected goals percentage. Holy Luch, what a night. You want to know who our worst player in Dallas was analytically? Brett Ritchie. Actually, no. Michael Backlund. Oh, that was going to be my other guess. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I – our fourth, if you want to call them the fourth line, they don't – I count the Dubé, Monaghan, Richie line as our fourth line, even though it's slotted as the third, because where the hell are you getting any sort of offense from that line? It's what's going on. Like, what, what is, what is he? Is he going to be a top six forward? Like everyone says he's going to be, or is he going to be a bottom six forward that just kind of fills out the lineup? I, I don't know. <laughs> That's yeah. I mean, it's been, <laughs> Like so many years now, because I remember even in like the bubble season or before the season got canceled and we saw him, it was like, okay, yeah, he's having a slow year, but like he's still pretty young. And then the bubble season came and he didn't really do anything then. And now we're halfway through this season and we haven't seen anything special at all from him either. So like he's running out of time here to really prove his worth. He had he had a great, I guess, playoff like in the bubble. Yeah, in the bubble, he was good in the playoffs for sure. And like, man, like the memories of the Lucic Bennett Dubé line. Oh, <laughs> uh, my God, that line gave me life. I don't know what's going on with Dubé. Like, it's it's weird. I don't. It is weird. Like, you even take a look at his contract, like two point three mil for the next, you know, two seasons after this one. Yeah. Uh, uh, like I don't see the value in paying him 2.3 no but it's also not the worst right like it's pretty team friendly a 2.3 million dollar contract I think so but like you take a look at the offseason coming up and you wonder like would trading away guys like Dubé or Valimaki have a hand in helping you acquire a big fish? I think it does. Like, let's say you want to keep your picks, right? Like, let's say you're like, okay, I'm not selling my first, not selling either of the two seconds we have, right? Yeah. It's like, but I'll give you Dubé and Valimaki and spare $3.55 million against the cap. Or yeah. Roughly, a little over that, like 3.85. And 
like you bring, could you be, would you be able to bring in an upgrade, someone who can help you win now for those two guys? And would you do it? I think so. hundred percent. I would do it because to me, it's like Valamaki and du- Dubé, like they're both, like they're both turning 24, right? Yeah. Like they're, they're not getting any younger. Like you're not exactly sitting here banking on like their potential, kind of like what trading a Peltier would do. Yeah. Uh, please don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Please go Peltier, like be riots outside the saddle dome. I posted this poll yesterday because Chris Faber, who is like the Pat Steinberg of the Canucks, right? Yeah. Coach night 650. He like goes on Twitter and he's like, this Jacob Peltier kid in the Flames prospect pipeline is something. If the Flames are in on Miller, Peltier is a piece I'd love to see coming back. Really strong skating pace and his hands are just as quick. So being the very, very, very outgoing with uh, the people who follow us, you know, being outgoing in that regard, I decided to post the question in a poll. Would you be willing to include Jacob Pelche in a JT Miller deal? Noah, what's your answer? No. My answer is no, too. I decided to come in and post this just to see what people think. 20% say yes, 80% say no. That's a 74 to 18 ratio of the people who voted. I got some pretty interesting responses when I sent this. Yes, you did. <laughs> I post that and someone goes, why did you even post this question? You're so fucking dumb. I'm like, thank you for following the page. (laughs) I'm like, first and foremost, the way that you spelt your was incorrect. Like I'm just saying it's why you apostrophe R E for the record. Second of all, after I said that, I was he was like, well, I just wouldn't trade Palatier for anything. I was like, not even for some manners? <laughs> like, bro, like, I, I get it. I'm on your side here. It's a poll. Yeah. I posted a poll. I'm not sitting here attacking you personally. We were just asking a question to see what the fan base thought. Yeah, apparently we're fucking dumb, according to, I, according to the fan base. That's nice. Good to know that I, the people that... Okay. Good to know that the people that we're trying to gauge viewership on think that we're slow. It's great. I love it. Like, oh, God. And then I got another really funny one. I got, if the Flames give up Peltier, I will burn my jerseys, rip everything down from my walls, and become a Vegas fan. Um, okay, I don't know about the whole Vegas fan thing. That kind of hurt me a little bit. But the other part, I mean. True. <laughs> I'll, I'll just be a fan. I mean, personally, I wouldn't do that. Like, this team could be the worst, like, product of horseshit imaginable, and I'd still care <laughs> just as much. Unfortunately, yeah. Like, I, I would not – I would never not – like, I would never not be a Flames fan. Like, I don't care how down bad I am. Like, last season was probably the worst I've ever felt it, if I'm being completely honest. We've already been through it for – 15 years of our lives being a like I can take another 15 I'm used to it like it's okay it'll be worth it when we win the cup uh, watching in the retirement home (laughs) yeah eating our freaking tv dinner in in the retirement home whether we score an OT game seven I start wheezing you pass me my tailor I start hearing and have a heart attack and die and that's it (laughs) 
Yeah, the Dallas game was absolutely ridiculous because, like, the first 40 minutes, I just didn't – I was so sucked out of it. I was like, this is hurting me. Like, it felt like – I don't want to say that it was as bad as watching the Jeff Ward and Glenn Gullitson flames, but it was, like, kind of close to it. Yeah, like, they weren't playing – it didn't feel like they were playing Sutter's system, you know? like. Yeah. I'm not, but I even texted you in the first period and I was like, this is a pretty fast paced game. Like the puck was always flying up and down the ice. And like for the first 10 minutes of the first, it was a pretty good game to watch. Lewis got that goal super early um, on a great setup by uh, Ruzichka. It was Ooh, beautiful. Yeah, that was nasty. I was like, yeah. you are not allowed to be sent down. No. Yeah. Like beautiful. Was- play. Love to see that. Um. But yeah, in the second half of the first and the second period, like it, it did not feel like we were playing Sutter hockey at all. It didn't. Like it, it just felt like they stepped away from their structure. And it, I was like, this is like, what's going on right now? This is not what I anticipated. And then the, the third starts and they're like, oh, Vladar's in. I was like, this season, this is the first time that, you know, a goalie of ours is pulled mid game. And I don't understand why Vladar just didn't get a full start. I know. Like, why doesn't he start in Arizona the next night? Like, okay. Like, I understand that there's an all-star break. You're not playing for another week. Don't you kind of want to get your backup into? And I feel like Daryl was like, yeah, Dan, you'll, you, you'll play uh, you'll play 20 minutes here. And then uh, you'll play one period and you'll be ready for whenever we need you. <laughs> <laughs> And like, and like the second I saw Vladar and I was like, oh shit, comeback time. Like I literally looked at my dad and I was like, comeback time. And he's like, why do you yep. say that? We haven't come back since like, we haven't come back being down after 40, like all year. I'm like, no, I know. But we, we pulled Markstrom and Vladar's in. Like we're making a comeback. And he was like, and okay. Then, <laughs> sure enough, a point shot from Hannafin gets bounced around. Manju- ends up on Manjapani. Manjapani State Road Warrior buries his 20th. Ooh. Those on the road. Yeah, like, dude, like that. Can I just say that tip from Blake Coleman to get it to yeah. Manjapani's stick was disgusting. It was. Like, it I'm was. sorry. I don't care if that was unintentional or if it was intentional. That was like, that was like, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then as soon as Manjapani. Bonnie put that one in. Were you not like, okay, we're back in this. Like we're, we're yeah, coming. No, hundred percent. I literally got uh-huh. up and I didn't sit down for the rest of the game. And then literally 45 seconds later, uh, Kachuk pucking deep. Well, Lindholm pucking deep, battling two stars in the corner has a beautiful little like arm pass or whatever it was to get it over to Kachucky behind the net flies out rips it right across the slot and sure enough johnny's right back door for easy tap in and your tie game like like according to elliot friedman it was two goals in 37 seconds yep yeah 37 seconds i was like this is like the the second we tied it i literally i was screaming yeah i was like i haven't seen this in two years (laughs) like this is nice (laughs) literally and And then oh the nicest goal of the year so far so on like eight beautiful tape to tape passes from behind our own net to the back of their net like the second i saw shillington come out of the box i was like oh oh we're we're, we're turning over and then 
Lindholm just starts carrying the puck in. And I just see Shillington up there with him. And then Rasmus Anderson fucking puts his head down, guns it. I love to see that from Anderson. He played, he was the one that played the puck from behind our net up the boards to Goudreau, came out from behind the net, put his head down, and just blitzed up the ice. Joined the rush, made a beautiful pass back over to Shillington. Oh my God. Like, like the timing of that goal, too. There was like 140 left in the third. Like, yeah. how, how much more clutch can you be? Like, that was just disgusting, dude. It's just unreal. We won the game in the final five minutes. Yep. Which is like, that, that hasn't happened in so long. So long. Especially the team against Dallas. Did you see Pavelski's face, like, at the end of the game? No, I didn't. But I saw Rick Boness losing his freaking mind on the bench. <laughs> I mean, he's done a lot of that this year, so. Yeah. Uh, no did, you, did you see in the domes uh, story <laughs> at the end of the second, they post the, uh, the flames are the only team in the NHL to not have a comeback after 40 minutes <laughs> this NHL season, literally like 20 minutes later, we'll shove a stick up my ass and call me a candy apple. Cause they tied it. <laughs> I, I laughed so hard when I heard that. That was amazing. No, that, man, I love their platform. They're hilarious. Like, after that third, I was like, I don't care that our first 40 was lackluster. All that matters is what the scoreboard at the end of the game, right? Johnny Goudreau is seventh in the NHL in scoring right now, and he's tracking towards the first 100-point season by a player on the Calgary Flames since 1992-93. Yep. He has his career highs uh, higher than Iggy's, correct? By one point? Yeah, yeah by one point. Which is nuts. Like, I find that ridiculous. Like, I don't what? think that, that a lot of people know. Like, I don't think, no, not many people know about that. Especially the people that have been shitting on Goudreau the last three years, thinking that they're yeah. smart asses on Twitter. Morons. Like, literal morons. Who was it that had the, nine, uh, the 100 point season in 92, 93? It was Theo Fleury. Oh, it was Theo. Okay. Yeah. So that was gonna be- Yeah. Oh shit. So okay. So Theo had a hundred points that year. Thirty-four played- goals, sixty-six assists. He played eighty-three games. Yeah. Cheating. <laughs> 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 yeah. No. But like, I, dude, like, what? <laughs> I don't know what else to say about Johnny Goudreau, so I'm going to let Craig Button say it right now. I'm going to play this clip. Yep. I, I open up the envelope, and it says yes. Oh. The answer is Johnny Hockey will be a member of the Calgary Flames next season. Wow. Okay. And what, what are you basing that on, Craig? Because I, he's obviously going to be due for a massive raise. He's a UFA. You think he might not want to look out there, or you think he wants to stay with the He's a Calgary Flame. He's number 13. He's Johnny Hockey. Why does he want to go somewhere else? He's having a magnificent season. The coach likes him, despite the fact I keep hearing about how Johnny Goudreau is not a Daryl Sutter type player. <laughs> yeah, Daryl Sutter all of a sudden they stopped liking good players. Yeah, not happening, right? Johnny loves it here. He loves playing here. I'm not saying that he's not going to have overtures. He's not having an opportunity. But he's a Calgary Flame. He was drafted. He's played his entire career here. 
I think he's going to be a Cowboys player for all those reasons. When Craig Button knows who the morons within the intermarket media are, that's saying something. Honestly, huge respect to Craig Button. Like, Such that's a, a guy w take. Uh, I don't really see eye to eye with ever, really. But what a W take. Like, like I was hearing this and I was like, I'm like, I'm sorry, this is coming from Craig. Literally, like I, Craig said that. I was like, this is beautiful. Like, I need to record this. I need to post it. But it's like, it's true, though. The, that one guy on Instagram that actually believes Johnny Gaudreau is overrated. Like, go get checked or something, man. Like, there's something mentally wrong with you that you need to, like, figure out. Like, I'm sorry. Do you not watch any games? And what Blake Coleman said after the Arizona game. It looks like Johnny is out there playing pond hockey with his 13-year-old friends. <laughs> He's just out there putting on a show, having fun, doing whatever the hell he wants, and being better than everybody. There was so many times in that Arizona game where he had the puck, and he was embarrassing every single Arizona Coyote. When he skated around the zone twice and then took that half-board wrist shot that almost went in, I was like, this guy is freaking buzzing tonight, man. Like, Holy shit. And he hasn't had an off night all year. Every, every freaking night he's in the play. He's driving play. He's making beautiful seam passes. It doesn't matter. He is dominating the ice. And in his own zone too. Did you see what he did to Jacob Chikrin in Arizona? Yeah. He skates fucking circles around him, banks the puck to himself. And Chikrin was like, Behind him, Chicken's like, what the shit is going on? And we're talking, this is a number one D-man. <laughs> but a D-man. And Johnny is just walking him. He almost scored his own version of the Michigan, too. That If he would have scored that, holy, holy shit. Behind the net, up over, into the backhand, whack out of the air, I would have, like, I would have been I, running down the street naked. I, I swear to God. Naked mile. <laughs> <laughs> Like, all right, bet. There's some sole cause here. Can't wait to watch him in the accuracy shooting competition tonight. <laughs> why, is that, why is that the event he's in? Like, why did, why did they take away the relay? Like, what? The relay was I, great. It was. But, I mean, some of those shots he's had this year, that little top right corner, oh, he loves that spot. I think he's going to be good in the accuracy shooting contest, actually. I, I think so. I, I I would like to see him win that, honestly. Just straight up. Like, why is Jonathan so? why was he selected to go to the All-Star game over Matthew Kachuk? Like, I get the All-Star game being in Vegas, but at the same time, I don't, and that's pathetic. How is Matthew Kachuk not in the All-Star game? And his bro is. Brady Kachuk has more, is going to have more All-Star appearances after this weekend than Matthew is. How is Jacob Markstrom not in the All-Star game? Like, now that we're on, you know, talking about the Arizona game. Blake Coleman. Seriously. Blake Coleman. Tanev. What a night. Yeah. Chris Tanev had, like, he, he had a record. Like, he's never had a four-point night before. Did you see his game score? Yes, I did. 7.20 game score. The fourth <laughs> highest this year. This, like, like, when you get – a game like that out of someone like Tanev when that's not even close to what his role on this team is, it, it makes you really happy inside. Oh, it really does. And like, that wasn't 
the first line like dominating all night. It was the second line. Holy shit, if these two lines can get going together at once, we are going to be unstoppable. Like, unstoppable. I saw Coleman and Backlund have plus threes in Arizona, and I was like, inject this into me now. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this is... This is better than sex. Like, <laughs> I don't care. Like watching this production, I'm like, I don't care. Like Coleman's ninth of the season and then 10th of the season. And then it's like, he had that. And then he had the assist on the Tanev goal. And I was like, yeah, he was just buzzing. I, and you know, like I've been very, I guess, level-headedly supportive of Blake Coleman since he signed here because of how much I like him. I genuinely like watching him since he scored that goal falling down with one hand, like with one it's, arm. Yeah. yeah. Jersey. Like oh, since that day. Since yeah. that day, I was like, I am a fan of Blake Coleman. And then he goes to Tampa, wins back-to-back cups, and he's an absolute rock star in the playoffs, scoring clutch, clutch ass goals, going into the dirty areas, throwing big hits, tenacious as hell, doesn't shut up. He's out here chirping everybody. And then when we signed him, I was like, hey. I'm concerned about the term, but we should be getting three solid seasons at least out of him. Yeah, exactly. And then this season, obviously we can say that he started off slow. I feel like a lot of that had to do with Backlund anchoring him down, if I'm being completely honest. Yep. And then now that Backlund has started to get going after Daryl called his ass out, thank you, Daryl. I love you. I love when Daryl calls players out. Me too, because like you know, immediately there's a response. Like Daryl Backlund out, he's got two goals in two games. Yep, <laughs> and like Shillington, not like what was it two weeks ago when he said it's it's a uh, it's tough for Shillington to play against the the top players in this league. Mm-hmm. Has he not been fantastic since Daryl called him out, chipping in offensively a hell of a lot more lately? Like this week, Dallas, Arizona, Shillington was all over the offensive side of the game. I I love I love Shillington, man. I love him so much. Like, I like yeah. You know how sexy an Instagram photo would be if it was me, you, Shillington, and Lindholm. <laughs> like I'm sorry if like that's like the ultimate like you know in like Anchorman like the Sex Panther cologne. Yeah. I would be like the promotion. <laughs> like I feel like we'd low key like bring down like the overall hotness of the shot, but it's fine. I was going to say, wouldn't it make us look ugly? Because, like, you're supposed to take pictures with, like, people that are uglier than you, so you look hotter. You know what I mean? Well, if yeah, we're with- but, like, we're going to look like ones, bro. Absolute ones. No, like, my Instagram caption would be, like, oh, just chilling with a few Dior models. Like, <laughs> like the hell? Like, just, <laughs> I can't, dude. Like, they're, they're, they're specimens to society, both on and off the ice. I love them so much. Something interesting here, uh, Sportsnet Stats posted it. The Flames had 308 shots on goal over a seven-game span. That's a franchise record and tied for fifth most in NHL history. And people were concerned about how we were going to generate chances in a Daryl Sutter system. Buddy, it's not the chances that are being generated that we're worried about. It's the finishing. I love the structure this season, dude. It's giving me life. It's so good to see, like, you know, we're one of those teams that are the best in the NHL. Like, look at how many shots we're putting on net. Like, nobody is coming close to 60 shots in a hockey game this year. 
I don't care if it was against the Columbus Blue Jackets. I don't. We put 62 shots on net. And against Arizona, how many shots did we have? What was it? 50. And we had 26 in the first period. Like, in retrospect, the Coyotes finished the game with 28. Like, it's just – it's it's nuts. Like, I – my God, dude, like one major addition at the deadline. And we could literally be sitting here talking about how hyped we are heading into a potential playoff run with Daryl behind the bench, especially if Coleman, who's I think has really gotten going since coming back from the COVID pause. And especially yeah. if Backlund can keep his shit somewhat leveled, you know? Yeah. And we add a, a great goal scorer. Like this team is, it's mm-hmm. looking good. Please add this year, Brad. Please, for the love of God, pony up and do something legitimate. No, I think I'm just going to trade uh, Red Kokudis or something like that. Well, we were first in the West, and this guy traded for Oscar Frantenberg. <laughs> like, I am, I like, the more I, we talk about adding it forward, and then the more I'm just like, the last time we were even in, in a better position than where we're at right now, he didn't do jack shit. No, I'm just going to go get Oli Ulevi or... Uh, uh. <laughs> you know, I always said this, like, thank God the Canucks drafted Ulevi at five or else I know damn well Brad would have drafted him at six. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, fuck, dude. Um, I got this really funny meme sent to me about referencing the All-Star game. Um. So it's a photo of Tom Wilson. Remember the Panarin incident when he body slammed him to the ice? Yeah. And then he went, oh, I'm so tough, like from the box, right? So they've got, can't wait to see Las Vegas' new all-star skills events today. Then a photo of Tom Wilson, hardest shot to the head. (laughs) A photo of Evander Kane in his press conference with the Oilers. uh, Lowest accuracy at the roulette table. (laughs) A photo of Kuznetsov doing the Eagles saying fastest line of cocaine. <laughs> and a photo of Gritty with next to that kid that remember that issue that went down with Gritty and yeah. the kid. Yeah, hardest yeah. hit to an unsuspecting child. <laughs> <laughs> like whoever made this meme, like I like, man, I don't know. Like after a win, it's very hard for me to be negative about what I'm seeing unless it's like. For example, our wins now, you feel more comfortable after a win that, yeah, we fucking won this game. Yeah, exactly. It's not like last season where David Riddick has to stand on his head, make like 55 saves in Toronto, and we still still lose an OT. Like, yeah, like that was that was pain. Like, yeah, dude, those games last season, like, I don't even, I don't even want to talk about them. I'm, I'm sorry. Eric DeBranson beating the absolute head off of Liam O'Brien. That guy is a freaking beast, man. I felt like 80% of those rights. Like, it was like, I was sitting there and I was like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) (laughs) I was like, ow? Like, finish watching the fight and I'm out here like. (laughs) Like, like, good on Liam O'Brien. Like, he stood in there and he took, like, a good few hard right hands. Like, what does that prove, though? Like, congratulations, you're, you're, you're 20% closer to brain damage by the time you're 40. Like, congratulations. <laughs> like, okay, your coach loved you. You want to stay in the lineup. It's like, you're not exactly losing your job. You're playing in Arizona, buddy. Like, yeah, that's not hard, yeah. Like, <laughs> and 
a Coleman hit on Travis Boyd. Holy oh, shit. And yeah, blew him up. That okay, that game for the rest of like the fan base that listens to this episode. If you didn't pay attention to who Blake Coleman is or can be, that's it right there. Watch the Arizona game. That's the player that we signed to a 4.9 by 6. Yeah. And if he can do that for the rest of the season, Lord Almighty. Like, oh, my. That hit was I was like, oh, oh, yeah. Blew his bucky right off. Dude, I have two hits as my uh, – I, ha- I put two gifts as, like, my pre-save screensaver on my laptop. So when I open yep. my laptop, half the screen is the door off decking nurse, and the other half is Coleman decking Boyd. <laughs> I've got both of those. It's beautiful. It's a work that, of art. That is awesome. Uh, can I just say Garnet Hathaway is also still a Calgary Flame at heart? What a beautiful, beautiful man. This guy rocked oh. David shit, dude. Blew up McDavid. Like open ice, beautiful hit, dumped Evander Kane over the bench. Like he's just on a tear. Like this is your top line. He literally went up to Dave Tippett and was like, I have their birth certificates. Here you go. <laughs> I am their daddy. I own your poverty franchise and your poverty first line. Holy shit. I, dude, I love Garnet Hathaway. Why did we ever let him go? Seriously. This, this is what I said to my mama because we were watching that game. And I was like, really? So Brad, you're living. Let's Garnett Hathaway just leave, who's actually really good, but he'll fucking re-sign Brett Ritchie in the offseason for 900K. Are you shitting me? Like Garnett Hathaway does everything any of our tough guys have that we've signed since 1920. He does everything that they do, plus actually chip in and scoring. And plays defense. He's, uh, he's so good in his role. He is such a good fourth line forward. It's unbelievable. Like, dude, he's got 14 points this season, seven goals, seven assists, plus nine with everything else that he brings. I don't care. I would have happily, willingly paid him his, the deal that he has in Washington right now over here. Yeah. Seriously. Yes, 100%. Do you think Hathaway wouldn't have loved playing under Daryl? Right? I'm going to see what Garnett Hathaway is making here. Like 1.5. That's it. It was like one point, or was it 1.2? It's like he signed 1.2 or 1.5 by four. But you'll re-sign Brett Ritchie for 900K to be a fucking butt plug. (laughs) He's on a 1.5, a 1.5. You couldn't couldn't do that, really? He literally signed a 1.5 by four, and we couldn't do that. It's like, bro, this guy is actually good. Like, I know that you like your depth, Brad, but if you want actual depth, he's the definition of actual depth. That guy should still be a Calgary Flame to this day. I, I loved seeing that. I was like, you are a Flame at heart. I don't care if you're American. Those Tim's Donuts did something to you. Flames legend. Seriously. Like, I will, like, every time I watch the Capitals, I'm like, I love you so much. Yeah. Like, like ugh. it's like one of those slow-mo scenes where, like, a couple, like, runs up to each other. They like hold hands and then they start like swirling in a circle with like the classical music in the background. That's that's how I feel every time I see Garnet Hathaway. I'm like, oh my sweet, sweet boy. <laughs> I I love this team so much, dude. I love it when they make me happy. It's the highs and lows, the highs and lows. But I mean, like you're gonna be uh, like no no team is perfect. 
Like as much as you want to sit and you want to talk about teams like Colorado and Vegas and all this, it's like, in terms from a structure perspective, I'm willing to bet that our structure, this might be a hot take, is better than Vegas's. Because when you look at Vegas, the way they play hockey is very similar to the way we played hockey in 1819. It's just scoring at will. Yeah. Their, de- their defense, their defensive gaps are saved by good goaltending. They are. I, you're not wrong. I've watched a couple Vegas games this year, and yeah, they do not look good in their own end. They, they get kind of dominated in their own end, honestly until that puck gets turned over and they pick up speed through the neutral zone. And that's when they get scared. Yeah. (laughs) That's when they get really scary. Like, I don't know, dude. I like, I love where we're at right now. I mean, the standings, I think don't really do us justice considering that we missed out on so many games, but But 23 and six right now, is that not a great record? That's a great record for the halfway mark. Like what else do you have asked for? Plus 32 goal differential. Like, holy That's, shit, dude. When was you, the last time? When was the last time we had a goal differential this high? Let like, alone even positive. This game against Vegas on the ninth, if we win that, that's huge. That's going to be a big game. That's going to be a very, very big game. That's like, that would be huge. Like, you've got Vegas and then you've got Toronto back to back. That's kind of a disgusting back to back to deal with, but at least we're at home. I, I know. Um, one more thing to talk about the Blake Coleman tip for the last goal of the game. That is like, that is the most beautiful tip I've ever seen. That is the definition of a tip in hockey to a T. I have said it multiple, multiple times. And some people have straight up been like, why do you love him so much? He doesn't really contribute much. It's like, it's just, it's just, it's just. season's not over yet. Look at how <laughs> he's playing now. So we're only only halfway then i've been a criticizer of blake coleman and I've, I've even said that to you i've told you how i i think he needs to bring more but ever since i said that to you he has shut me up completely and had a great two games so if he's able to play this nicely with michael backland as a center like i'm sorry bring in like can you imagine a line of manjapani pavelski coleman it'd be so good i'd be nasty like all three of those guys would be two-way gems dominate they would be pissy to play against too like seriously oh yeah oh yeah coleman and manchapani like to they they like to get their scrums and they like to get under people's skin like did you see coleman and kraus i think it was Lawson kraus they were going they were going after it like in the face-off dot there and like kraus gave him a freaking cross check to the jaw coleman's like what the hell is this Two minutes later, blows up Boyd, and then Kraus comes after him again. <laughs> Coleman's like, buddy, like, get off me. You're not going to do anything. I just blew up your teammate. He's laying there dead on the ice. Like, go go get a line change, bud. Get out of here. We're starting to see savage Blake Coleman. And if we see Blake Coleman at that level, he's at that level for the next 40 games of our year. Like, I'm sorry, but no one can tell me that the first, like, I kept defending that the first three years of the contract are going to be good. No one can tell me that I'm wrong if he keeps up this pace. Yeah. Oh, my God. That – no, that gave me life. I was so happy. I was like, this is so sick. That was a really good game from him. Like, the second he lit up Boyd, I was like, holy shit, this guy is yeah. – like, he's feeling it. Yeah, he's feeling it. Exactly. Like, and you need – like, you need your players to be cocky. 
yeah, it's awesome. You want to see these personalities. You want to see these guys getting under each other's skin. It's what makes the game exciting. You want to see players saying out-of-pocket shit to each other. Seriously. Yeah, you do. Like, if he doesn't want to get hit, then stay off the tracks. That I is like, 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 I'm sorry. Like, this isn't, this isn't preschool. We're not sitting here being like, oh, we're gentlemen. This isn't golf. This is hockey. This is like blood, sweat, and tears all on the ice. <laughs> blood, sweat, and tears, and occasionally teeth. <laughs> occasionally teeth, yeah. We'll go into the break with four points and second points percentage in the division. We're sitting in a play. Have a week off, get to watch the participation game tonight and the some skills. Olympic. And then watch uh, some former Flame studs in the Olympics. The uh, Go Flames go and uh, see the Edmonton Oilers in March. Or not March, April. Like, that's another thing I want to add. The Athletic, uh, their season standing predictions have a Battle of Alberta in round one. I would need a permanent blood pressure monitor, like, attached to my body for that entire segment of hockey. Like, I'm sorry, but we'd be losing our shit. Like, watch it. Like, if we do this, like, live reaction thing, watching the game. I'm going to. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. If any, like if anyone would want to tune into that, bring your popcorn. Cause like, you don't know how Noah and I are like when we're watching hockey, you just know us in a civilized manner when we're sitting and talking. (laughs) (laughs) When the game's on, when the game's on, it's like, no one can talk to me. Like I literally throw my phone like to the other room. Like this was a good, uh, good back to back. We're going to have a off here. We've got a, we could potentially be having a special guest episode coming up shortly, so stay tuned for that. Other than that, that's about it. Yeah, and thank you guys for listening.